True Connections is a journey within to discover that you are part of everything. Life can often feel disjointed, but you and I are actually connected to one another, to nature, to animals, and many other ways like your thoughts, intentions, dreams, even your imagination. It's my desire to bring spiritual insight to these true connections so that you can get into the flow of life, receive the things that you want without struggle, and enjoy a more constant level of happiness. I am Weston Jolly, your host. Hello, everybody, and thank you again for joining us for True Connections with Weston Jolly. Again, I have a very beautiful and special guest with me this afternoon, and we're going to talk about relationships. But... uh, before we get there, would you like to introduce yourself? Well, hello. Does anyone recognize my voice? Of course they do. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of relationships, it is Wes's daughter. <laughs> True. Sarah Jolly. And Sarah and I thought that it would be really fun to talk about um, relationships in the context of romantic relationships. And, of course, Valentine's Day is coming up very soon. And um, sometimes there's an emphasis that we of course, want to get closer to our intimate partner, and sometimes we don't know what to do to, to accomplish that. So I thought we'd had a, a free forum of just dialogue about relationships specific to romance. Yep. Yeah? Today, we're not having lunch. Today, we're having tea time. <laughs> Wes and I are drinking tea, and we are going to spill the tea on relationships. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> so in a relationship that you would consider romantic, do you feel that you are yourself most of the time. In the one I'm in currently? Yes. Yes. Okay. Was it like that before? Never. Okay. <laughs> so what happened? This is part of our, I think, when we start to look at relationships, especially romantic relationships, before I let you talk for a second, um, sometimes we go into a role or an act or we present ourselves in a certain way in the idea that if we do these kinds of things, even during Valentine's Day, that mm-hmm. if we do certain kinds of things, then that deems us a good romantic partner. And you know what? It's my observation anyway that most people are really, really drawn to another when we're being ourselves. Yes. Yes. Okay, okay. you want me to comment on that? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. So um, a little background. Mm-hmm. So I'm 33 years old. I'm currently in a two-year relationship with um, my soul partner and love of my life. But previously, um, I think it's so funny that you're talking about uh, feeling like you need to be a certain person to be with someone. So I carried that my my dating life before this. And I was a serial monogamist. So in a relationship out of one in the next one, (laughs) out of one, out of the, so, um, I, I would label myself in the past as the cool girl. And that's how I always wanted to come across. And I thought that that's part of what made me desirable and even part of what made me lovable. And so, when Valentine's Day came around, I'd be like, oh, whatever, whatever. Because the guys I was dating, they were like, like men, men, like meat, football, beer. <laughs> and they're like, flowers, that's so stupid. Did you know that flowers are like $200 markup just for Valentine's Day? And I'm not going out to pay for a, a dinner on Valentine's Day that's just some commercialized bullshit 
thing. Almost unromantic, right? <laughs> so unromantic. And but I'm cool girl in this relationship, right? So I was like, oh, that's cool. That's totally me too. That yeah, how dumb. I love you every day of the week. Real talk. Valentine's Day is one of my top three favorite holidays. I did not know that. Really, I seriously. I absolutely love Valentine's well, Day. Well, tell me why. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm uh, Pisces and emotional and creative, and I think that Valentine's Day is so beautiful, what it says, just celebrating love. And I know that it really gets... Um, put through a funnel into like, am I with someone or am I not with someone? Yes. I want to talk about that too. Yeah. But really that isn't for me what it's about. Like I remember getting like cards from kids in school and just feeling like it's a really fun day where people don't think about themselves and they think about other people. And I think that's really sweet. And then in my, oh, I want to say like my late twenties, you, um, probably cause you saw these like, excuse my language. Well, I shouldn't say I was going to say dickheads, but these like these guys that I, they're just boys. Okay. They're not terrible. I have a lot of respect for all As a dad, can I just call them out? Yeah. I'm like, I've, I have a lot of respect for my exes, but you probably have different thoughts. Clearly. Um, I feel like I'm going to have to scrap this whole section and clear my name from this record. But, um, I, I don't know if, well, I'm curious now. I don't know if you saw the way that I felt like I got kind of ignored year after year on Valentine's. Also, to be fair, I, though I was always in a relationship, I seem to always be single on Valentine's day. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of had this buildup for me of like, um, like I want to be that girl that gets the flowers and you started, um, bringing me roses every year on Valentine's day. And of course you do that for mom and you would, you started in my twenties, kind of mid to late twenties you would either bring me roses or I think one time you had them delivered and there was always this really sweet note and it started to paint a picture in my head of what I really wanted because like, I'm not trying to be creepy. Like I want to date my dad, No, right? (laughs) but like, but you know, I do think you get that pattern from your parents and I think the relationship that you have with your opposite sex parent plays a big role it in does. your romantic relationship. Well, yes, it does. And you doing that allowed me to finally accept about myself that I do freaking love that stuff. Yeah. I I think it's so rom- I don't get flowers ever. You know, it's like a special thing and so um anyways, so here I'm coming out of the closet. I flaming love Valentine's Day. <laughs> and so to answer that was a long way around to answer your question in my myself and my relationship now. Yes, absolutely. And I love that uh, now that I'm finally comfortable saying, yes, I'm a girl that loves flowers. Sure. And yes, I'm still low maintenance and chill girl, but yeah, I love flowers and that doesn't make me crazy. And, um, my partner, um, he's gotten me flowers from like day one. He'll send them for whatever reasons or sweet little nothing. And by the way, as a dad, you know, in terms of observing that, it just means everything to me that someone would take the time to really see you in the same way that I would, of course, not romantically, but but um, the depth of our relationship and someone else uh, seeing and valuing that too, it just means everything to me. And of course, that's 
that's the point of not just the flowers, but that kind of connection. That's what I was going to say. I don't want it to sound shallow, like I have to have flowers to right. feel. But for me, it is a love language, and I really connect with nature. And there's something about live, fresh flowers that is really endearing. And also, my love language is in notes and cards. Sure. So, like for my birthday, my favorite thing to get is a card. And I like that flowers always come with a note. So, um, so yeah, it's so much more than like someone else's thing might be coffee and someone else's thing might be none of that or a massage or Or a movie or something. Yeah. It's kind of like reading whatever that love language is. But if I was never open, I was so sure that I would be rejected if I was really just myself in my relationships. You know, let me let me interrupt with that because yeah. I think a lot of people are. I think there's a lot of uh, conditioning that uh, sometimes people are conscious of, and I'm speaking of both sexes, uh, with a uh, enter into relationship with uh, a poised external self esteem of what I should look like or should how I should be successful or beautiful or even our, our body tops at that moment. And you know what? Um, those things are important to the degree that they are, but it's really about the connection that we have with one another. And I was going to say a moment ago that most of us um, aren't necessarily putting forth a a thought with regards to a desire of the kind of relationship that we want, meaning that most people are just accepting whatever quote-unquote shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is part of the act. Well, you know, he does give me flowers every couple of years, which is very different than someone who's extremely attentive and um, t- attentive beings, being aware, being aware of you, your needs, your desires. And, you know, I'd have to share this with you as if you don't know, but you're a very, very romantic person. So yeah, if very. someone didn't connect with you, not just for Valentine's Day, but all of the time like that, in one sense, you're missing something. Now, right. that would be judged by dad, but that's not really my place. But to see you engage in that kind of space and... Um, and to um, choose or co-create a partnership in that kind of way, well, of course, I, you know, that's something you want to have not just for the day, but as you said a moment ago, all of the time. Yeah. But I think the the focused attention on what we want, and um, well, again, we we create the kinds of relationships that we um, we put forth as our desires, and if we're not putting a thought towards that, then we're coexisting. We're getting along, but we may not be. Um, as tight or connected or romantically inclined as we want to be. And a lot of times I hear this, especially from women, there's a great desire uh, for romance. And it's almost like it's it's your move, meaning as the guy, that you know, you you're the one that has to to make the move. I'm I, I, I do all the romantic things in this relationship. And you know, um, I'm kinda wincing into that because I know that some men may or may not um, exercise that as a thought, but it's not just about one party versus the other, meaning it's not a conditional thing. You know, can I jump in on yeah, that? Yeah, please. Okay, and I'm going to I'm gonna cross lines here probably for, for a lot of people listening, but look, I have a very open relationship with my family. I would say that, uh, gosh, I don't want to say for all women... But in my experience and with my girlfriends, I'll say that. Sure. That when it comes down to, I'm waiting for you to make the next move. I want you to surprise me with blah, blah, blah. It is the same as, and I'm sorry if this is inappropriate, but it is the same as being in bed and expecting someone to please you, but you have given them no roadmap for how to do that. (laughs) It's not that your guy doesn't want to please you, whether it's in bed or whether it's romancing you. If they don't 
have like the desire could be there sure. they could have the desire to drive the car sure but if they're just dropped off in the middle of the desert they're just going to start driving around and you're like well how come you didn't turn left <laughs> well you didn't tell them that, that that's what you want and especially and i do think a lot of women are trying to become someone for their partner and so I think that's where that angst comes in. I'm this quote, I do everything for you. Right. Isn't technically all the shit you're really doing for them that they even want. Right. What that typically means is I am not being myself for you. Right. The least you could give me back is flowers or sub in whatever your thing is. And I think that that's where a lot of that kind of angst comes from. But in order to really get what you want, you have to know yourself. That's why I brought up the bedroom reference because I think everyone's really familiar with that. But if you don't know what's pleasurable to yourself, how are you going to tell someone else who's you, maybe you, maybe you have a willing and eager guy or girl who's ready to be there for sure, you. Sure. And they go, yeah, what do you want? <gasps> Frozen. I don't know. I don't know. Cause I haven't been myself in this relationship for so long. <laughs> right. How, you know what I mean? So I it's, do, yeah. it's like putting a lot on someone else when you haven't done your own work <laughs> or well, that's what I found for myself. Anyway. Well, it's true. And I, I think you're saying a lot from a woman's perspective, even personally. And, and I acknowledge that just, yeah. Just, sorry for any unsubscribes that just happened in the last <laughs> two minutes. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. I, I think there's a, a beauty in just being that open because I think that, um, people really do want to get, close to one another but if someone's putting on an act and there's an expectation uh outside the act like um someone's supposed to do something but they've never been exposed to the idea of what it is that you want uh from a male perspective how how are we supposed to know meaning you've never declared that you've never told me um you've never and i'm supposed to be quote intuitively understand that in my world i kind of am so in that sense i have maybe an advantage but a lot of guys don't, and it's not that um, they're idiots as much as they need some direction. Now, the guys, too, um, in my from my perspective as a guy, um, need to declare what they want as well. I mean, yeah. I've had guys, to me, grown men, very successful, uh, ask me some pretty basic questions. I mean, like sixth grade, seventh grade questions in terms of what it's like to actually be yourself in a relationship or even uh, something mm-hmm. as simple as what is love. And, and yeah. yet they've had, of course, zillions of girlfriends and sexual encounters but not necessarily something that would be really deep. And um, it's like dancing to uh, to the music, but not necessarily feeling it. I mean, you can see the beat, yeah. but they're very awkward. And so that can be done in relationship, of course, in bed, and <laughs> a lot of other places that um, create this distance than something that I feel that most people, which is both sides, males and females, they really want to, to really be known, you know, to really draw together uh, closely. And so, you know, as you're doing right now, Sarah, being that open is incredible. And of course, that is being you. Now, some people find that, uh, should we say, difficult because they've never tried that within their own self. And then therefore to do it outside of themselves, especially in a relationship is like, oh my God, I can't do that. Because right. if I do, if I'm that, and I use the term, you've heard this forever, spiritually naked. Naked. Yeah, yeah I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't do any hand gestures in the studio. But in that, in a state of openness, there is an exposure that we have. And then the idea is, of course, this is ego or shell that, oh, she won't like me. You know, that if I expose myself in this kind of way, being my real self, that if she doesn't like that, then man, I am screwed. 100%. And yet there's something so beautiful about being comfortable with yourself first. Yeah. To be able to exhibit that naturally by just being with that other party. You know, 
let me be in a role here for a moment. Um, to me, some of the most beautiful intimacy in relationship is just being able to sit with somebody. Yeah. Meaning without the TV, without flowers, without anybody in your, know, uh, your ear in terms mm-hmm. of what we should have just reading. I mean, just sitting on the, on the couch. And then there's, there's this energy, this vibe that can take place that, that we're just um, nourishing one another. But we're not necessarily touching or doing anything except just sitting. Right. And yet there's something really profound about that because there's a spark of desire that's being, uh, um, that comes through the body that, that you can feel in your connection with yourself and the other party. And it just feels like, God, was that so good. And all we did was, you know, sit in the car from, you know, here to Sedona or something or had some sparse com- communication. But it's an intimate silence, which is different than. I wonder what he's thinking now. I've had the other kind. Which is? I I was with a more, uh, again, men personality. <laughs> and I'm just joking. I love men. I love men. And to be honest, I love my exes. Arizona? <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, you know, totally different personality, right? Like I'm on, on this podcast, for heaven's sakes, talking about things very openly that a lot of people don't even talk about with their partners true let alone dads yeah and so (laughs) this guy grew up with like brothers and like we don't talk about emotions or anything and so i was like i was just so in love with him (laughs) and we would have these silences that were so silent and it didn't feel comfortable you know they say like like you're saying like having those comfortable silences like like our connection is so deep we can sit in silence with each other yes yes even though it might sometimes feel uncomfortable to tap into that within yourself, it's not uncomfortable in the fact of we just have nothing to say to each other. (laughs) And so we would just sit there in these long ass silences and he probably thought it was totally normal because he grew up in a family where that's what they do. Right. And I'm like, my family validates each other through conversation. And this is very uncomfortable (laughs) for me. (laughs) But, you know, if you allow yourself to stay open in any situation, I think you can learn and grow from it. Sure. And in that particular one, I ended up learning about myself that I do like to be validated through um, communication and verbally. Sure. And so I learned about myself that you can sit and, and not know how someone feels about you and I, let me tell you, I met six people in his family and they were all the same way. And we would just sit in silence together, like <laughs> so, like watching a game or something or something like that. But like, you, you mean six people of his family? Oh, his family. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brothers, mom, cousins, nephew, like all the same. Yeah. And like, and I, I think it's fine to not talk and watch TV. You know, that's fine with sure. me. But when you have when you only see someone once a year and right. you're sitting right next to them, and this is your one time to see them that year and no one's even talking to you. In my mind, I'm like, do they like me? Do they not like me? <laughs> and it goes back to that thing of like, who should I be for them? And this really exposed that for me. And I'm so grateful for this relationship. It exposed my own internal tick, 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 tick of like, how do I put on what I need to put on for you if you're right. not telling me who you want me to be? Oh, wow. And so I would challenge myself. I'd be like, family day. Yes. Like with grid teeth. I'm like, here we go. <laughs> and I would sit there and I'd say, no matter how uncomfortable this is, I'm going to write my own story because just because they're being silent, you don't know that they don't like you. Right. I'm the bubbly girl that the families always like. And this whole, and that's part of my ego and my persona that makes me feel comfortable. Sure. And so I would challenge myself to go sit there and say, no one's going to interact with you. And that 
doesn't have to mean they don't like you unless you decide it means that. So I'd sit there and I'd tell myself fun things. Oh, they love you. Oh, this person thinks you're funny. Oh, that person thinks you're beautiful. That person has no opinion of you at all. And I'd start playing with that in my head. Sure. And, um, and it really helped kind of heal that in me, to be honest. And, um, well, you're kind of getting to something that I want to talk about very specifically, yeah. which is, it's my observation, I'll put it that way, as an invitation to everybody, that all of our relationships, romantic, um, of course, and then even the relationship that we have as father and daughter and, you know, uh, all of us have other kinds of relationships, that they are absolute reflections of us. And the reason sometimes these yes. are these relationships are so tough, if I can call, use that term, is because we don't want to see something in this other party, my romantic partner, that they're reflecting back. Now, that can be hard, of course, and it can actually be the most beautiful thing in the world if we are open to that, that that yeah. party isn't holding bricks and glass and, you know, nails with an intention to attack. Like that's their whole job as maybe mom or dad or someone else did in our, our past or even previous relationships. We have to, shall we say, resort that out so that we can, again, declare what we want and then really get used to the idea that this state of openness, I mean, just being that open mm-hmm. energetically, emotionally, uh, certainly verbally, I, as you said before, telling others, an intimate partner, uh, the roadmap in terms of you use the term love language, I think is very important. Yeah. Um, how would someone know? I mean, I know what my love language would be. And yet, um, if my partner didn't, it's not my job to tell her, but I would be very interested in sharing that only to date, meaning to find, figure out how compatible we are so that would be something that would be, should we say, understood. And hopefully it's not a chore. Oh, my God, this is what I have to do for Weston in terms of speaking in his language, but rather that's something that she would enjoy to do in the same way that I would do that. Who re- doesn't like talking about themselves, honestly, yeah. though? Who doesn't like... Um, getting what they want. So when it's difficult, it's only difficult because you are scared of what could happen. Someone could leave me. It's not that it's actually difficult. Like imagine sitting in a room of people who all have the same thoughts and beliefs as you do. Sure. That usually energizes someone. Mm -hmm. I'm energized because they get me. I'm understood. So that's usually not the part that's, um, it's not difficult to say what you want. That's never a chore. It only becomes a chore because of all the burden feelings that can come with it. What if, what if this person leaves me and then the entire, you know, stack of cards falls uh, in that thing. Well, yeah, but, but I do think that there's a lot of people that are concerned or even overtly concerned to express themselves. What I will say their true self with somebody else because number one, they, they've never practiced that Two. Um, they have never, uh, should we say, experimented with what could be the reaction, mm-hmm. which is usually, this is dangerous. I mean, this isn't safe. And why would we do that, especially with somebody close, because they could hurt you the deepest. Yeah. If you look at people who go uh, north and south in terms of uh, splitting up or divorce, oftentimes um, those things become emotional um craters of the deepest kind because someone has the intimate knowledge of what took place with that other party and we're somehow going to go put it on a billboard someplace and god can that be painful and yet you know if if that's the nature of the relationship we can see a lot about each party that would be willing to um you know go go advertise the whole world that this is what this other party did when we have a deep respect for ourselves 
there's not that tendency. Um, even if we're going north and south, it's not. I don't need to expose to the world oh, what's uh, going on. You got something? Uh, no, I'm just kind go. of laughing because as you're saying that, this has been building in my mind. What? Just to be clear. I'm saying some things in jest and I am a very open person um, and I find a lot of comedy in life. Um, but just to be fair and put this out there, oh boy, I have complete and utter respect for every person I've ever been with, including, including really horrendous relationships. Yeah. Yes. Or experiences with people. Sure. And um, so I just want to say that too, because I completely agree with, with what you're saying it's really about you and even the most horrendous horrendous shit can be the biggest opener in your life and and i think this is probably why i've been drawn to relationship after relationship is i think it's one of the best um like tools for growth. I use that term too. Yeah, <laughs> as long as as long as you challenge yourself to stay open, it completely breaks my heart to hear um, friends or other people say, "Well," or even in dating, ugh, man, people were like, "Well, I've been hurt before, so I've got all these walls up." Right. Then I don't think you're getting the point because it's going to suck. You're going to meet people that are different from you, and you're going to reveal yourself to them. And they are going to say, not for me. I um, <laughs> wrote down, I read, I was like trying to find the love of my life, right? And I'm sure. like, okay, I want love so bad. And I was totally that girl. And I read somewhere that if you write down a list of all the things that you want, I'm a big fan you're of more like, I was probably you that told me this. <laughs> and so I got on my iPhone and I was like, okay, what he looks like, what his personality is like what his spirit is like, what, I mean, I went on and on and I was dating this guy that I was so infatuated with. And I thought at the time he was way out of my league and, and like, he was so infatuated with me. And I was like, what's happening? The universe said yes to me. Finally. Oh my God, this is amazing. And I'm just like day by day. We're like, wow, can you believe we found each other? No. Can you? Wow. 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 And so I go, I, <laughs> I go, you're a manifestation of this list that I made. And I was like, it's really true. You make this list and you draw this person in your life. Like, wow. And he goes, oh, cool. Let me see the list. Have I told you this before? No. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a big fan of proposing. I am like <laughs> on this high showing him this list thinking like, this is it. Our babies are going to be so beautiful. <laughs> like, like, oh, I was just so over the moon. I show him this list and he's reading it quietly. And I'm starting to have that insecurity um, word of silence. And I'm like... <laughs> Ooh, things are getting a little quiet. I'm Cricket. like, how are you doing over there? And he goes, wow, Sarah. And I'm like, wow, I know. I know. That was really on, right? And he goes, and I'm thinking like, you're seeing yourself in this. And he goes, wow, this is not me at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, huh? And he goes, this is not who I am. And he starts pulling things out and he goes, this isn't me. This isn't me. And I'm explaining, well, it doesn't have to be exactly what's on the list, but, but here's how I see it. And this was me now trying to fit into oh, his version sure. of what, because I wanted to hold on. And I look back now 
This is probably the only ex that would ever even listen to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) If you're listening and you know who you are, I want you to know things didn't end super great. (laughs) But I want you to know that that moment meant the most to me. I felt so rejected because essentially off that list, he broke up with me out of the clear blue sky. All right. Literally went from, I'm so all about you, took a trip, came back from his trip and was like, things aren't working out. (laughs) Bye-bye. I was like, what? My heart. And he said, Sarah, I looked at what you wanted and it wasn't me. And I'm sitting here trying to justify, oh, but it is, but, but we could work on blah, blah, blah. And now I look back, I'm like, wow, that list did, I threw it out. Fuck you list. You ruined my life. (laughs) Now I'm like, that list really did work and you have to be willing. And I'm thankful for his honesty of not wasting my time. You bet. He, you know, looked at it, said, this isn't me, honey, bye-bye. And I was like, no, but, but. Wow, what an amazing human being. So thank you if you're listening. Thank you for what you did because you showed me that it's okay to actually ask for what I want. And in that situation, I went crawling back and trying to change everything on my list for him. And I'm thank you for saying no anyways because it was not authentic what I was doing. And in retrospect, it really taught me, yes, someone is going to read your list one day or know every little thing about you, and then or some, know that right? you like flowers on Valentine's Day, no matter how cheesy that is, and right. they're going to love you for that. And so, um, so yeah, the list, um, it sucks and it's great. No, no, well, no, 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 no. But the, the list is incredible because when we put the list forth authentically, number one, and that this isn't, again, a show and tell thing, that this is something we're trying to do, this is something we gen- genuinely feel. Yeah. When we do that, then we create something, of course, spiritually and universally. And that's an incredible thing. But I just want to point out, of course, um, you did something wonderful uh, in terms of the learning curve, but, you know, you were trying which is different than being, uh, to be something else with regards to what it is that you mm-hmm. literally declared. And this is where we get into the the space of fooling ourselves, I'll even say lying to ourselves. And so we have a guy here that's actually honest enough to say, not me, man. And so he steps away from the list. You could have been devastated and says, fuck that list, as you said before. Mm-hmm. Or we can step further into it and say, you know what? I really, really need to be at one with this being me. So what I want to share, too, is a part of what we're doing, that as we said, just a moment ago, that relationships are all about you. Meaning, look what you learned in that relationship about you and a pattern that maybe didn't represent, I'll call it, the real you. Oh, 100%. And now look at you in terms of you saying, this is what I want, and having more than what's on your list, which is, to me, how it should be. You should be continued to be surprised by, wow, wow, that wasn't, quote, on my list, and yet this person shows up. And I say shows up not in just, uh, you know, roll call. Hey, Weston, Weston, are you here? Yes. No, not not that kind of show up, but really being there and going beyond that because they really care. that That's um, not just that you like flowers, what kind of flowers can we plant a garden of those kinds of flowers. I mean, what else can we do as your counterpart to counterpart, your, your partner to participate in that kind of intimacy and, and taking the time to know that not because, you know, someone uh, wrote it in a book or I would say it, but rather that you get in touch with with your own self. Then there's this, this move that you can feel. I couldn't agree more. And I think that part of that is your, 
soul is so expansive and what your mind understands of that is a mere percentage. This is my opinion, people, not a PhD in the subject. This is my opinion on it. And I really think there's something so magical about saying, I, I'm going to stay open and that's what you're saying, this and then some, or um, this and something better. Right. Because I can make a list of the things I know, but I'm going to make that list based off of things I've already seen, <laughs> things I've already experienced. Very wise, Sarah. But I have no idea the other needs of my soul. Right. And um, that is why I'm calling this person I'm with now a soulmate for me, because he is bringing things into my life that I didn't even know that I needed. And they are so fulfilling on such a deep level. And that takes two people being open, right? You have to be open. And that's why for me personally, going from one relationship, heartbreak, the next relationship, heartbreak. I mean, it was hard to, to not get blocked off. Sure. But I thought, well, why else am I trying to find something else then? Because if I'm going to stay blocked off, then what's the point anyway? Right. You know? And, and so in staying open, you can get things that you would never even write down on a list. You literally don't even know that they exist yet. Um, and I think that that is some of the beauty of, um, of a relationship that goes so beyond like a boy and a girl or a girl and a girl or a boy and a boy or whatever goes so far beyond the physicality of it. And I'm actually curious for you Mm -hmm. because you've, you're in a 30, what year relationship? 38. 38. Wow. Okay. A 38 year relationship. Um, I have I have a few questions for you if you're open for well, it. Before we get to that for half a second, yeah. I, I think it's worthy of sharing that um, the intimacy, the real intimacy comes in number one, being open, mm-hmm. as you described. By being open, being open with your true self, not an artificial state of openness. And then receiving your compliment in the form of seeing what comes before you through this person's free will to do so, not through uh, an obligatory stance or having to do something. And then, then that cultivates this excitement to why we would want to date. So I'll comment about that, that, um, I wasn't sure that I could be married in tenure based upon not necessarily finding that kind of connection, uh, way back when. And when I met someone who, you know, captivated, um, me in so many different areas, um, it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's still true today. There's still things that I'm finding about her that I didn't know. And I think of that as dating, even though we've known one another for a couple of days. But the relationship isn't based upon time. And even to some degree, I'm not uh, a big fan of making announcement because people put so much weight on the tenured relationship as if they're doing it right versus someone who's only been together for three days. Yeah. So the, the, the real point is what I want to share is that the connection is, is something that you mentioned and you said it so beautifully and I just want to underscore it that the soul does know. And if we give the, the soul an opportunity to get in touch, which means that you have to be open enough to do that with yourself mm. first and then you invite this opportunity. And if it's not showing up, we do have to be brave enough, like this one boyfriend would be, that we jump out. 
Hey, I'm not being me or I'm not being uh, connected with or I'm not continuing to be refreshed or expanded in this relationship. And if that's the real truth, I know it's hard to say that within our own self, let alone externally to, you know, whoever our partner might be. But there's something really magical about that. And it's not about the other party, again, as much as it is ourself. And so when we we allow those things to come out of our voice, sometimes there's the mind says, that's it, that's into the relationship. No, and a lot of times it isn't. Meaning we, this is another opportunity for growth and expansion. And it's not trying to stay together as much as we get, shall we say, ourselves out of the way to continue to expand, which is the whole point, right? Yes. To, to be even more ourselves in intimate relationship. I'm kind of looking at the time and wondering if we uh, might want to kind of circle around a, a couple closing questions that you may have or yeah. thoughts. Go ahead. Anything? Okay, I am. I'm, I'm wondering because I'm coming from the standpoint of um, several relationships, but short, right? And mm-hmm. you are coming from a different standpoint with one person. Mm-hmm. And I am wondering when you're talking about being open mm-hmm. like that, do you have you found that you just have to do it essentially one time in the beginning, or are you constantly having to unpeel yourself with this person over time? In my personal experience, it's yeah. it's been uh, an evolution. Uh, at times, a revolution, <laughs> uh, but but it's been an evolution of uh, getting comfortable. Uh, certainly, safety is involved. Um, even when you're quote unquote acknowledging the relationship, you can still be together for five and ten years, and and finally just letting go or sharing something that maybe you've never shared with anybody before. Yeah. And those are... Maybe you didn't even know. No, I didn't know. Yeah. Or, or maybe she always knew and I didn't know. Or, or I mean um, like about yourself. No, I know. Yeah. And, and y- there's something really cool about that. It's scary as hell and you can cry and, you know, think that maybe this is the end of the end and yet there's... there's in that, that openness, there's, an, again, a form of intimacy. Now, if it's genuine, if there's a desire to connect. And, you know, we... We kind of walk around this, but there's a, an energy, um, a, a soul's energy, certainly a sexual energy that's compelling. It's not that we're trying to do something uh, with one another as much as there's this um, continued attraction that we have, even when we're distancing ourselves with becoming aware of things that we don't like within ourselves and pointing at the other person saying, I don't like this about you. When <laughs> Isn't it's really, that so much easier? Yeah, it is. And, and, and you we, change first. <laughs> <laughs> or when you do that, then I'll do that. You know, right. and, and it's like, well, that's, in my experience, <laughs> never really worked out. But when we change ourselves, even if our uh, the thought is that our partner won't come along with us, when we go to open ourselves, then there's this opportunity for them to, shall we say, their turn, their move. Now, they don't have to do that, but if they do, it's a wonderful wow. evolvement of uh, like a teeter-totter uh, going up and down, but then back and forth, back and forth, basically reflecting one another in the highest degrees possible. Now, sometimes these intimate relationships uh, come together, which is great, and sometimes they come to a point of, okay, um, we've done this time together and I think we're good now. And right. and it's not like we're somehow going in di- different exactly. directions. And there's a real love and, and um, appreciating all that. But, but I, I think the, the intimacy comes in being ourselves, knowing uh, that we don't know what we want oftentimes. So when <laughs> we put our list together, so being true. open enough to uh, be expanded to what takes place. And of course, you've got to know that even if we're preparing to go in a relationship, the more that we're working on ourselves, it's not about perfection, um, but literally giving yourself permission to uh, say, this is really who I am, um, work in progress, or maybe right. maybe a neophyte in this particular area. But there's a, a beauty in that kind of intimacy, um, especially, um, well, from both parties, as a man to a woman and a woman to a man. 
And I think this can really be true in friendships as well. This can also be true in family. I think anytime that you challenge yourself to open your heart a little bit more, I think you deepen those relationships and your entire life becomes, for lack of any other word, more lovely. You have more love in it. And more love just attracts more love. So whether you're in a relationship now and you're, you're expanding, you, there's always room to expand if you're not in one with a partner, who cares? You can, you can be opening and expanding that love with the people who are in your life. Like that's so beautiful. I just think that's so beautiful. This is why I'm so obsessed with love and and with Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, I think you're under something because even people who are uh, in between relationships or still wanting to cultivate that special somebody, you know, the soulmate kind of connection, um, that state of openness is something that comes from within. And yeah. we can be conscious about it. And in my opinion, the more conscious that we become, the greater that opportunity that your light, you know, brings forth. Yes, what, go what, deeper. Yes. Yeah. I'm already in the deep end. Go deeper. You know, it's funny because sometimes, um, have you ever had a day where you just, just feel like everything is perfect? Uh, I think of going to the gym and my, I've got all the chemicals from the, the gym and I just, I was great going in and I was a great work and I come out and just every, I'm smiling, beaming and everything is perfect. The bank teller, you know, my car, the gas station. I'm having that day today. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm having I'm, that day today. And, and yet when we're creating that, because we're that open, and then, of course, what comes back to us is that kind of connection. And when we talk about ro- romantic connection, exactly that kind of connection. Now, see, now that's not putting on an act. That's really being your true self because you're that open to do so. And, of course, if we, shall we say, practice or allow that to be consistent, it's like, wow, that's the magic. You know what? I would absolutely say wow because I used to only think those days were on special days where it was like really all the magical things happen. Like I go to the the car wash and once in a while someone there will turn to me and be like I'm going to give you a free detail today that has happened before wow and then um and then you hit up like my iced tea spot and there's no line jackpot <laughs> and then um you know and just boom 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 things fall in place and sure. I used to see those as the wow days um this is a whole nother episode but I'm recovering from very serious um, ongoing health issues and I've been learning that the days where you don't think everything is going for you are just as wow. And that's, that should be our next tea talk, to be honest. Let's do that because um, can, can we, can, can, would you mind, can I invite you back again? Because, Oh yeah. Because you know, it just makes you like, when you learn that you can have wow all the time. And that really, I mean, I'm just painting on that jelly on this bread, but that goes right back to your relationships. You just keep working them and working it's the same as your life you're no different from your relationship what you do in your relationship they're the same so you just keep reworking reworking going deeper deeper probably sounding like a broken record no now, no 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 in fact i'm thinking i you, love this topic <laughs> well, the the whole topic uh, the whole family of course as you know we've been um refocusing or putting a lot of dedicated attention on um being present and that's something that's in my Magic of Now uh, booklet that's all free for anybody that goes to the website. Just get it, Magic of Now. But in that choice to be present, we create everything. Yeah. So in our relationships, of course, we bring historically, as you said repeatedly, a lot of stuff from the past, moms and dads, previous relationships, uh, people, teachers, et cetera. And you know what? We really want to be aware of that. Okay. 
I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. Um, this is open-ended. Wes doesn't know I'm going to ask him this. Wes is new to some social media accounts. He is, well, he's been on Facebook for a while. He's brand new to Instagram. Um, and man, is that tough? <laughs> I know <laughs> you're doing great. I don't know. I'm coming okay. around, but it's kind of fun. fun but it's all about connection, right? Yeah, that's right. a great, easy way to connect. And I know that's the reason why you're on there. Yeah. And, um, and, and yeah, connection is your whole entire thing. It is. So I'm wondering, yes, you can say no if you want, but I'm wondering to celebrate that and Valentine's day in this podcast, would you be willing to post in a story, that's something that Wes just learned about this week, what a story is, to post in your story a ask me anything about relationships. And you can answer however many you want, but it could be really helpful to anyone listening or anyone who wants, an, uh, I mean, it, this is kind of a short format, but sure. but you could write a few answers for um you know, whoever comes in or, or like five or 10 or, or whoever you think would be most helpful. I think it would be incredible. In fact, I will make I think an that absolute, could be awesome. I'll, be excellent, I'll make an absolute commitment to that. So anyone who wants to um, ask a question, ask me anything, which is of course on the front of the website as it is now. But if you go to Instagram or even Facebook, Twitter too, and uh, put forth a question, I will address it. In fact, I'm going to Put that in the the week of February 14th. I'm Perfect. I'm not sure what that week is. I will show you how to post that on your story. I'll need help there. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And then you can answer that in your story and it can be, a, one, a great place of community. And I know I, I always like hearing about what's going on in other people's relationships. I always love hearing questions. It always helps me go deeper. Sure. So that's awesome that you're going to do that. Well, and again, I just want to share with everybody how grateful I am for you because I feel um, very excited to be able to have this honor to share with you. And of course, I do with you too, Sarah, to be in this place with me and to share with others. Um, But it's an incredible opportunity when we are open enough to share. So I think putting forth our questions um, in that kind of format, I think is phenomenal. So please do if you want to. Thank you for having me back. Oh, you're welcome. I, we can do this again, right? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Tea time continues. Thanks. Lunch with Sarah, but only we're past lunchtime yep. today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And we look forward to talking with you very soon. For us to make true connections, we have to engage. I really want to hear your comments, so please leave a review at westonjolly.com forward slash review or go to iTunes and give me your thoughts there. This helps our connection and it's a tremendous help to others too. Everything we do is designed to offer you a deeper spiritual connection within. You can also make a personal appointment with me, Weston Jolly, right now by going to westonjolly.com. Also, check out my current events, books, and other products. Also, my free newsletter. Thank you for joining me, Weston Jolly, for my podcast, True Connections.